0: Hello, over there on the other side of the pond. This is Tony Campolo, broadcasting from the United States. Specifically, I'm broadcasting from Cabrini University's studio, and uh, I'm a professor at Eastern University. Eastern University is just outside of Philadelphia in St. David's, Pennsylvania. Each week on this show, we promote Red Letter Christianity. Go to our website, redletterchristians.org find out about this movement that is uh, bringing together people who are evangelical in their theology and their beliefs, but don't want to be identified with evangelicalism because white evangelicals seem to be married to Donald Trump and the right wing of the Republican Party. There's nothing wrong with being a Republican, but, well, I'll take that back. Maybe there is, but uh, there's nothing wrong with being a Republican or a Democrat, but when you're uh, married to, uh, to a political party as though that is the kingdom of God in, on earth. I think there's something wrong. So the Red Letter Christian movement has been started for people who believe what evangelicals believe, but have a progressive uh, social agenda. I have as a guest today one of my favorite people in the whole wide world, Orion Tricky. <laughs> Orion has been a friend from years and years and years I hate to say how many years, and uh, she just retired um, from being the pastor, or being on the pastoral staff, I should say, of uh, uh, the Salle Street Church in Chicago, Illinois. A wonderful, progressive church, loving Jesus, and yet progressive in its social values. Welcome to the show, Orion. Welcome.
1: Oh, thanks. Thank you so much, Tony, and I'm going to name the year. We met in 1985.
0: My goodness. Where were you, at Spring Arbor College at that time?
1: No, actually, it was out at the Free Methodist International Youth Conference in Texas Park, Colorado, and you were one of our speakers. I
0: do remember that. We
1: were to grab a little time with you, yep, And, uh, and we've been friends ever since.
0: Yes, and uh, you've been a university professor. You have a graduate degree in communications. I'll tell you this. As I look over your resume, something really struck me as being weird. Uh, You are some kind of uh, expert in Enneagram?
1: uh, Oh, the Enneagram, yes. What?
0: And, you know, I thought, well, I better prepare for this show. So I went to the dictionary and tried to look up, Enneagram, and it wasn't in the dictionary. What in the world is this?
1: Well, the Enneagram is a model by which we can identify nine different strategies that individuals use. Um, Usually a person is one particular dominant style. It's a psychosocial model. It's really ancient, and it's come into popularity really in about the last five or ten years. I use it with premarital counseling, with internship students. Uh, My niche here in Chicago, and and actually nationally, if I'm honest, is working with teams who work together, small executive teams, because everyone identifies with a different style, nine numbers. um, And that really, the thing that's great about the Enneagram that's a little different from, well, quite a bit different from, models such as Myers-Briggs and DISC is that it gets at your motivations. It really gets at your essence to not just your behavior, but why you are perceiving the world this way, uh, how you act, how you are with others, how you are with yourself, how you are with God. And I've found it a really helpful cycle. I'd call it a psychosocial um, model because it's psychology. It's sociology, it's spirituality, it's really all that rolled into one.
0: So it's a way of categorizing people in terms of who they are and uh, their motivations, their a worldview, their perspective on life. Is that a fair statement?
1: That is. And, and it's interesting that, I mean, there are, there are many ways that a person can identify their dominant style, and that's one of the things that we say is important. I don't want to say to you, Tony Campolo, I think you're a three. I might have my suspicions but it's important that the individual self identifies. Um, There are tests online you can take. I wanna say you get what you pay for, so people out there pay the 10 bucks and take the good test. Um, You can go to a seminar or workshop for a day, listen to the types and see which one. What we say is if if you're listening to a a facilitator uh, talk about a particular style, one of the numbers, say four, and it feels like someone just punched you in the stomach that's probably your dominant style.
0: Our, our primary uh, audience is in the United Kingdom. Uh, do people over there on the other side of the pond get into this kind of stuff?
1: Oh yes, it, it's amazing that the Enneagram really was was um, started. Not it's not an American model, and it's not a contemporary model. So um, I'm part of the International Enneagram Association. Great organization which I'm credentialed. Um, and we have folks all over the world and workshops happening all the time in the UK, uh, in India. Uh, I mean, literally all over the world. Is there so a is book a global about this? Model.
0: Is there a book about this?
1: There are so many books.
0: <laughs> okay. If I wanted to get yeah, one book are, that would help me understand what you're talking about, what book would it be?
1: Well, you know, uh, there are two books I recommend. One is called The Road Back to You, and it's a real, very accessible, readable book by Ian Cron and Suzanne Stabile. That's a wonderful, like, first thing you read. And then I recommend Chris Hewart's book, The Sacred Enneagram, especially for individuals who have any kind of a faith component in their life. So Road Back to You and Sacred Enneagram are my two top recommendations to, for someone to kind of get started. And there are numerous volumes out there, really good stuff coming out. So there, there's just a plethora of options.
0: You know, we actually had uh, Ian Cron uh, on our show a few years ago, uh, just to let you know that we are not indifferent to this movement you're a part of. But I want to get into something that really fascinates me. You've moved uh, from being on the pastoral staff of LaSalle Street Church in Chicago, a church that was goes all the way back to Dwight L. Moody days, uh, and, and now you're connected with Jesus People USA. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about that? Are you living there, or what's going on?
1: I am. Well, it was, it was a year ago in September that I really felt, I want to say it this way, compelled by Jesus. And I want to be really careful because when someone says, the Lord told me, you know, we're often a little suspicious, but the Lord told me, <laughs> There you go. anyway, um, I know, right, that my time at LaSalle, wonderful as it, it has been, was over as far as one of the pastors. I do still attend church there, it's my church, but that the Lord had a new adventure for me. God had something new for me. So, I put together my little committee to discern. Um, I call my committee Jesus, Mary, Joseph, and Lo, and that's uh, Jesus, our Lord, Mary Darling, who you've written books with, Sure. my friend Joseph Mole, and my friend Lois Scott, and they were my discernment committee. And uh, literally the next month, I was with some, a couple women from Japuza, that's what we call Jesus People USA, and again felt compelled to say, hey, what do you think about my living with you guys for a couple years? And they said, well, let's check that out. So I went through the whole application process, and they vetted me. And um, so, yes, I'm living here for two years. I moved in the end of June, and I'm working with the ministry as far as offering spiritual direction. I'm a spiritual director, uh, pastoral care, teaching some spiritual formation classes, and, of course, this Enneagram piece with both some of our small ministry teams and some of our married couples who live in communities? So I'm living on site. Uh, we, there's about 190 of us who live in an old hotel in a neighborhood in Chicago called Uptown. And our primary mission is to serve the poor and homeless in this neighborhood. And I'll tell you, there's a lot of work to be done, and there's a lot of work that we're doing.
0: 190 of you in an old hotel in Uptown yeah. Chicago. Uh, what makes this uh, uh, gathering of people uh, living together Uh, I guess in some kind of uh, communal structure, what makes it unique in other ways?
1: Well, I think um, for me, I'm a single woman, never married, no kids, I do have a turtle. Uh, (laughs) For me to be able to be in fellowship with folks that share my values, that that are absolutely red-letter Christian values, following the words of Jesus, Committed to a simple lifestyle, committed to Jesus and justice, and that we all get to do that together in a way that's economical, that's spiritually uplifting, and to be honest, it's a lot of fun. Uh
0: huh. When you say economical, uh, in what ways is it e- a- an economic arrangement?
1: Well, we we tend to have, um, and I I'm still unpacking a lot of this since I'm at this point kind of a short term person, two years commitment. Um, we have a common purse. So no one really makes a salary here, and and all of us do something within the ministry. We've got 15 different ministry areas, um, including our homeless shelters, where on any given night here in Uptown, we are housing 350 oh people or more Whoa. who are experiencing homelessness.
0: Wow. That's putting your faith where your mouth is, man. That's doing. Uh, that's not just being believers, but that's being disciples. Give me that figure again. How many homeless people on a given night? And over
1: 350. So we, isn't that great? So we have a shelter that that houses single women, one that houses single men, one for women like moms and kids, and then one for families.
0: So here you are living the simple lifestyle uh, that is uh, taking no thought for tomorrow, what you shall eat, what you shall drink. Wherewith ye shall be clothed, as Jesus teaches on the Sermon on the Mount, uh, pooling your financial resources, reaching out uh, to homeless people. Give me some of the other ministries that you people are into. The Jesus People Uh, USA.
1: Right. We have on the top three floors of of our residence, our hotel, if you will, um, it's a low-income senior housing program. Oh, my. Kind of for the the poorest of the poor of senior citizens, uh, where they live there. We've got about 90 seniors. We have wraparound services and they get to live in this wonderful safe community where we're looking after them. We've got staff people, a number of staff people dedicated to making sure they're okay, checking on them every day. Uh, that's one. We have a coffee shop across the street. That's ours. That is almost like a little mission field. It's pretty cool. It's getting we're getting great reviews. It's called Everybody's Coffee, uh-huh. and uh, it's a good place to meet up. And folks can come in, and you know, it's, it's also a moneymaker, So the profits from that go into our community to help sh- support our shelter. And uh, one of the I'll tell you one of the funny things that we do. I think it's well not funny but interesting. We run a building supply company. Whoa! Called, I know, isn't that Lakefront I've Building never heard Supply of Christian and, group having a... and uh, it, it's crazy. We started out years ago doing roofing and painting, and then got into this whole business, and it's it's a money maker, and and that business is really what pays our bills. So Lakefront Building Supply, a number of our folks work there. They have a you know a a store you know a, a storefront. I mean, it's a pretty big facility, and do a lot of online business. So we're being ministry-minded, but also really entrepreneurial as, as far as generating funds to support ourselves and the ministries that we're doing.
0: And how many people did you say are actually members of Jesus People USA there in Chicago with you?
1: Yeah, there are 190 of us living right, so in I got that building. figure
0: written down. Uh, let, me, uh, let me say I'm uh, interviewing uh, Orien Tricky, who is one of my good friends over the years, and uh, uh, she actually was the chair of the board of directors of the Red Letter Christian movement as it started. When uh, uh, When I was trying to put this movement together in the very early stages years ago, I I called Orion and said, would you serve on the committee? And she not only said, yeah, I will, I'll be on the organizing committee. And she served as the, uh, as the chair of that committee through some very difficult days uh, of that organization and kept us alive. And so I'm very grateful because I I don't know what would have happened to Red Letter Christians as a movement had it not been for her wise counsel and her steadying presence and her loving manner. So uh, thanks for helping the Red Letter Christian movement get off the ground. This this radio program is on every week at this time, and we try to promote Red Letter Christianity. The name of the show is Red Letter uh, Christians. Nope. The name of the show is From Across the Pond. We promote Red Letter Christianity in every one of our shows. Usually I have as a co-interviewer Shane Claiborne, but he's all over the country right now preaching the word, uh, winning people to Jesus, promoting the kind of stuff that that, uh, uh, Jesus People USA has been uh, about for so many years. Um, Now let me ask a very hard question. Uh, for a long while, uh, Jesus People USA uh, would be in touch with me and say, Campolo, there's so many things that we like about you, but we're not able to uh, commit to a view about gay people that is as gracious or as open as your position is. Has that continued? Uh, Does it still have a kind of negative attitude towards gays or has that changed or softened over the years?
1: Well, we're in an interesting situation here at Japuza because we are considered a church within the Evangelical Covenant Fellowship.
0: Uh huh.
1: And last summer, the Evangelical Covenant Church um, failed to affirm uh, the LGBTQ folks, and um, so that's a, a bit of a difficult position you know that we're in. Uh, my experience as one who has officiated gay weddings, who is from a church that's very LaSalle Street Church in Chicago, is very affirming and welcoming. Um, and I have been welcomed here at Japuza with open arms. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, don't, we haven't taken a, an official stance on it, As I've spoken with folks, or I should say they've spoken with me because they're curious, saying, you know, how are you on this? And I'm going, I'm as progressive as you can get. And they're going, well, that's cool. And some are more conservative, some are more progressive. And at this point, uh, I want to be sensitive that this doesn't become a divisive issue in my ministry here. So people know where I stand, and I'm happy to talk with anyone um, and we can play around with the Scriptures, if you will. You know how that is. We can yep. basically make the Scriptures say whatever we want them to, if we're honest. Um, but I feel like the, the ministry is still kind of wrestling with that a little bit, seeing how things shake down with the ev- Evangelical Covenant Church.
0: Uh-huh. I didn't know that it was so that's actually... not a quick uh, answer, but yeah. You know, I didn't know that it was officially uh, related to the Evangelical Covenant Church. I I thought it was all out of by itself. That's encouraging that you have a denominational affiliation, uh, which makes you uh, answerable to a larger body of Christians across the country and around the world. I think that's a positive thing.
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah. And I'll tell you, the evolution of our leadership model here um, and our logistics is really good. I, I feel really excited about the leadership team that we have in place we consider them pastors. Uh, they will be actually at the Evangelical Covenant Midwinter Conference this week. So we are plugged in, but yet we have enough autonomy that we have a little bit of latitude in some of these areas.
0: Yeah. Um, I've been talking to uh, Orion Tricky, uh, who uh, I have known for many years. Uh, she reminds me that our connection goes all the way back to 1985. You know, When you're as old as I am, that doesn't seem so long ago, but that is long ago, and uh, I've watched her and uh, admired her. Uh, She uh, taught for a while at uh, Spring Arbor University, I guess in the communications department there. She's a musician, uh, a songwriter. Um, She uh, does a good job with a guitar, uh, leading a a church or a youth program. Uh, She does it with uh, joy and with enthusiasm, and uh, she challenges people to be followers of Jesus as the whole Red Letter Christians movement endeavors to do. She's good in comedy. She's a good preacher. Uh, She's a good worship leader. If she sounds like a fascinating person, it's only because she is a fascinating person. If they want to get in touch with you, uh, how do they do that?
1: You know, the the best way would be to, to email me Um, and uh, my name is not phonetic, so it's T at gmail, and I'll spell that out, O-R-E-O-N-T, the letter T as in Tom, at gmail, and I'd love to hear from anyone. Yeah, that'd be awesome.
0: Okay, at gmail.com, and uh, uh, she's available to come to your church, to your youth convention. And let me tell you, she does not a good job. She does a great job wherever she goes. I mean, she was able to hold college audiences uh, entranced as she sang and spoke and shared her deep commitment to Jesus and the faith that she now is living out with Jesus People USA. Incidentally, uh, Jesus People USA is, is a great group. Uh, Shane Claiborne, who usually does the show with me, really syncs with Jesus People USA. And in a mini manner, he has developed that kind of ministry there in the Kensington section of Philadelphia. Unlike the Kensington section of of uh, London, it's not a very good neighborhood. It's about the worst neighborhood in Philadelphia. Uh, drugs, prostitution, uh, tr- crime, uh, it's, it's a tough, tough situation. But uh, uh, he's put together a community there called The Simple Way, which in many ways has affinities with uh, uh, Jesus People uh, USA. Uh, you uh, you work with Mission Year for a while. Uh, tell me a little bit about that.
1: Well, there are several organizations like this that are wonderful, that, that have groups in Chicago and around the country, where young adults, Either a gap year after high school or college or whenever, will come into the city and live in a, an inner city community and live and serve for one year. Hence the name Year Mission Year. And uh, it, it, I mean it's a, a great model. It really is a good introduction for young people to the realities of the inner city and to city life. Um, I think the challenge and one of the challenges is our economic uh, economic situation here in the United States and people's fears. And um, I know that at least for Chicago, we really get kind of a bad rap because so many of the news stories that folks outside Chicago hear have to do with violence on the West side and South side of Chicago. And we live here and there's, I mean, there's violence everywhere. Yeah. So I think sometimes people are a little more fearful than they used to be of send, you know, having young adults come in, but uh, yeah, it's a good model. Uh, it's helpful for young people trying to figure out their lives and their vocation and also solidify their kingdom values, because during those years they are living simply, they're living communally, and they're, they're following Jesus, serving the others in Jesus' name, and pursuing justice.
0: Hear that, people? You might not only check out Jesus People USA, you might check out Mission Year uh, on your computer, and maybe this is a place where you can put your time and energies to work for Christ uh, and, and the kingdom. Uh, you, um, you're you kind of a spiritual director, too. You've got a little bit into uh, the spiritual formation that the Jesuits have made popular, even among Protestants. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about your uh, development in spiritual formation stuff?
1: Well, you know, it started actually at Spring Arbor University when I, I was meeting with so many college students, and, um, and realizing that I wasn't quite mentoring them. I wasn't quite their therapist. I wasn't quite discipling them, but I was doing all of those, right? And spiritual direction, you know, the, the, uh, the, the whole core of spiritual direction, actually that's a misnomer. We should call it spiritual companionship because it's walking alongside an individual, helping them to become more aware and attentive to how God is moving in their life and in their heart and in their being. And uh, over 10 years ago, I went to North Park Seminary here in Chicago and went through the training, got certified. So it's an honor to sit with so many folks and, and journey with them as they grow closer to Christ and they are able to see and be attentive to how God is moving in their life. And yes, the spiritual practices of Saint Benedict and Saint Ignatius and so many of our, our great saints play into this whole process. It, it's very powerful. I absolutely love it.
0: Yeah, And are you doing any of that now?
1: Oh, yes. Yeah, that, I'm doing a whole lot of that. I work uh, with folks here locally, and then I also see a number of uh, directees and uh, do Enneagram consultations through Chris and Felina Hubert's organization called the Gravity Center in Omaha, Nebraska. Uh-huh.
0: Well, uh, that's—I mean, you're so much of an inspiration to me in that you uh, say, hey, if you're going to be a Christian, why not really do it right? Why not go all the way with Jesus? Why not live in community if that's possible? Incidentally, they have married couples out there at Jesus People USA, don't they?
1: Oh, yeah, we've got families, married couples, old people, young people, hippies, goth people. We've got them all. we got everybody here. It's great.
0: <laughs> I've been talking today with Orion Tricky. Um, she's with Jesus People USA. Uh, I've followed her career as she taught at Spring Arbor University, as uh, she's worked with Mission Year, as she's worked with Breakthrough Urban Ministry Chicago. Glad to have you on the show. And thanks for being a guest today. You're making a big difference oh, in this you. world. And I ask God to bless you and keep you and cause His face to shine upon you. Thanks for being on the show today, Ori. And thank you very, very much. Oh,
1: thank you so much. Thanks so much, Tony. God bless you, my brother. And you too.